Hi, Charlie. Ma. <laughs> Hi, Charlie. Hey, Antonio or Tony, as they call you in um, some circles, maybe. They at my new job, they only call me Tony. On the emails, everything. Did is you Tony. tell them they could? Well, the guy was like, "Hey, what do you go by?" I was like, "You know, some people call me Antonio, some people call me Tony." He went, "All right, Tony." And now everyone says, Tony, 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 Tony. And it's kind of like, whoa. Do you like it or do you not like it? It's fine. I think it's cool. What do you prefer? Antonio, Tony, or like, I don't know, Andy? I prefer Antonio. Andy is fine? Okay. Didn't say that. <laughs> um, Andy. That's stupid. Like it's y- a stupid name. You're Andy. listening it's not to a stupid name at all. Film sorry. Babble, <laughs> the sight and sound top 100, where Charlie and I... Watch every movie on the uh, BFI's top 100. Sight and Sound top 100. Sight and Hound. Sight and Hound. <laughs> yeah. Um, and today we are watching... A Man Escaped. Yeah. Robert Bresson. Robert Wehuang. Wehuang. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, I'm, I'm excited to watch this movie. I've seen it before. Have you seen it before? No. Uh, do you know anything about it? It's about a man escaping from prison, probably. Um, I don't know. And I think the whole movie is him just, like, trying to get out, and then he gets out. Um, That's what I think. Okay, well. And then at the end, after he gets out of prison, he goes and he finds underneath, like, a tree in South America this, like, buried treasure that he had put there 20 years before. Fuck. Okay. Is that what happens? No, 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 it's not what happens. Okay. Um, shit. What? Well, I mean, <laughs> no, no, nothing, nothing. It's not South America, but um, anyways. <laughs> what, what if you described every detail of the movie perfectly? I could. Do it. Ask me to. Do it. Can you? Yeah. Will you? No. <laughs> Have you seen, well, uh, so you've seen this. Have you seen any uh, other movies by Bresson? Hell no. Really? Nope. Okay, I have. Okay. <laughs> We're going to start the podcast today on a bit of a. An I'm in a fighting mood. <laughs> There's some animosity in the house. Which one did you watch? Pickpocket. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Neither. What? I. It was a struggle to stay awake. Really? I don't blame the film per se. It just like it was a tricky one. I just remember that the guy, the lead, was really good looking. He had a beautiful face, like just like a really nice face. Mm. And it was very interesting. It was just kind of like I was watching it the whole time. Like, you know, I put it on because it was later at night. I, I've told you my whole thing yeah, about yeah. like I pick movies based on how long they are, depending on what time it is when I start them. And it was a, it's super short. So I was like, okay, yeah, it's like 9 p.m. and I want to watch a movie. So I'll watch it's this. It's always the short ones that'll and I, like. And then I watched it you. and I was like, I'm sure that's a great film. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Bresson, I'm sorry. I just didn't. I was, I just was like watching it like, huh, I've read Crime and Punishment. Oh, but doesn't he steal shit? He doesn't kill people. Spoiler! Oh my god. I'm no, sorry. um, no, but it like feels very Dostoevsky inspired. Okay. Maybe like, and it's 60 minutes? I don't know. It's short. I forget. <laughs> I literally, I watched it and I, I, 
like I haven't really thought much about it since. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm sure it's a really great film. Mm. I just, the experience at the time didn't leave much of an impression. Yeah, I got you. Do you know, do you know anything about Bersan as a director? Like what he's known for? And Well, yeah, I think he's known for like really dumb like buddy comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Turner and Hooch. <laughs> Confederate flags and... <laughs> Um, or is that Starsky and Hutch? That's the Dukes of Hazard. What? The Dukes of Hazard. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Connective tissue. Wait, what did you say? What was the other one you just said? Starsky and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> they have a Confederate flag. <laughs> Starsky and Hutch. Um, yeah, no, I mean, he's French, which means he's probably kind of a little snarky little asshole. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that. I do. <laughs> um... I also think French films are generally just like worse than American. Do you actually believe that? Or are you being coy? No, I'm being, <laughs> I'm just being a little, a little stinker today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can smell you from here. Ew. We're going to have to put Charlie's diaper on oh, before you know we watch what? this movie. What's that? I haven't showered though. For like real? In two days. In two days? Yeah. Why? Well, I've been busy. <laughs> busy doing what, dude? Well, yesterday I had all of these things on my to-do list that I didn't do. And I went and played tennis with some friends and then I got back and I had to go to work and I was like, fuck. And then I came home from work and my roommates and I were going to watch the most recent episode of Last of Us. So I was like, well, I got to watch that. And then I had an audition early this morning. So I was like, well, I have to wake up early, which I didn't because my phone was dead. Um, Anyway, long story short, I don't smell bad, but I feel gross. So anyways, a man escaped. (laughs) Why did I just do that? (laughs) Where am I? (laughs) You're drunk. I'm fucking, I'm plastered. It's (laughs) noon on a Tuesday. I came into Charlie's apartment. He was holding a full glass of wine. (laughs) I'm eating Caesar salad. (laughs) He was like, you want a mimosa? No, I don't. Well, good, because here's red wine. (laughs) I'll put orange juice in it if you want. He was eating red wine and... and steak, <laughs> and and a strip, a New you York want a strip. Full bodied red with some orange juice in it. <laughs> um, are you familiar with with uh, Paul Schrader's book that he wrote, like transcendental style in film? You know, I've heard of it, but I haven't read it. Um, so he talks about Rasan a lot in it, and Ozu, and. That's it? Someone else. No, someone else. There's someone else. Is like in the title. It says like Brisson, Ozu, and someone I can't remember. Um, and I, I've never read the book. I've read kind of like little snippets here and there. And I've seen a lot of Ozu. Have you seen any Ozu movies? No. Um, and I feel like I, we'll get into it when we come back. But in terms of how this movie is transcendental. Um, This is the movie where that idea clicked with me. And keep in mind, I haven't read his book, so it's kind of my own interpretation of what transcendental means with regards to this movie. But Mm -hmm. um, So after this movie, I should make an appointment of the transcendentist? (laughs) 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 This This is the only time where... It would be nice if we had a video podcast just so people could see how earnestly you just looked at me when you said that with your mouth full of food and your eyes alight 
Like you were so excited to say that. <laughs> Transcendental. <laughs> <laughs> also, thanks for not listening to a fucking word I just said. Wait, can you repeat it? <laughs> can you repeat it? You heard transcendental and then you're you all you were thinking was transcendentist for the next two minutes that I was talking. Fucking asshole. <laughs> Anyways. Um, come back to the, well, we're going to go watch the movie and come back to the Charlie show where we do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, anyways, I, yeah, this, I actually saw this movie in theaters. Wow. At the Los Feliz three theater. When it first opened? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm so drunk, dude. <laughs> dude. Um, wow. <laughs> We're giggly today. We're giggly. We got the gigglies. We've got the giggles. This is not a funny movie. This is not a giggly movie. Is it sad? Don't tell me. No. Well, I don't want to know. It's sad. I'll make the decision for myself. You can decide. Um, um, would you say that it is on a scale from one to ten in terms of... Six. Okay. Later. <laughs> Five years later. Uh, is that the SpongeBob? Yeah. Do the SpongeBob thing. Five years That's later. What he sounds like five. What does he sound like? I don't. I didn't watch SpongeBob. No, you know where it's where it's like the cutaway. Five minutes till, later. Till, yeah, yeah. Five minutes later. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that, that kind of sounds like Stewie. Mum. <laughs> Mum. Mama. Brian. No. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your Stewie? No, I was trying to do Brian. It's just Seth MacFarlane. Hey there. Hey, Stewie. Beta. Beta. March. <laughs> it's March. It's March. <laughs> oh, my hey, God. Beta. Beta. <laughs> Good news, everyone. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Leela. <laughs> hey. hey. Can't do it. Hey. <laughs> Fuck. Mom. Bite my sh no, sorry. Okay, what doing? the fuck? We How should watch doing? the movie now, hmm. or not? No, no let's sorry. watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you doing Jake Sully from the Avatar? Yeah. No. Oh, he's like. We should bring that uh, movie up every episode. Um, yeah, just come back. Like this movie kind of reminded me of the Avatar in that. <laughs> 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 All right, we're gonna go watch A Man Escaped. Um, you hold on tight. Hold on grab to your seatbelts. Popcorn. Grab your popcorns and come back. Come back to your seatbelts. We're gonna watch, watch it seat right belt now. And escape. Take it away, sound. Dun -dun 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 and we fade out. Ce bâtiment est la prison militaire de Montluc, à Lyon, en 1943. De cet univers de ciment et de fer cerné par les mitrailleuses allemandes, un homme a réussi à s'échapper. Un seul. Le lieutenant André de Vigny. C'est l'histoire de cet exploit unique que raconte le nouveau film de Robert Bresson. We just watched Man Escape. Or the, the wind, wind blows wherever. where it wishes. The wind blows where it wishes. Um, okay, what do you think? It sucked. 
<laughs> nah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. It took me like probably 20 seconds or wait, 20 minutes, probably the first 20 minutes. I was like, hmm, we'll see, you know, and then mm-hmm. the rest of the movie I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Finger in the air. Foam finger. What did you go. What did you think it was going to be like versus how was it actually? I thought it was going to be. I don't know. I just thought it was going to be more boring. Because Pickpocket was like a little just, I mean, this is, it's a slow film, but it builds tension so perfectly. Yeah. Like the, and it's all, mostly all through just like the way that it's shot and camera work and like, you know, sound. But I don't know. It was gripping. I was totally immersed. I was never bored. I was entertained. I was nervous. I was stressed, Mm -hmm. pressed. I don't know. Um, I thought it was awesome. Awesome. It's awesome. really good. It's um, but I I don't feel like um. The beginning, it, the the pace feels consistent throughout the whole thing. It doesn't feel like it gets any faster or any slower. Like, the ending is really interesting in that, it is like, just as slow as the rest of the movie. Yeah. When um I think every other prison break movie the you know the end is this cathartic scene. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. just like they wait. You don't know if they're going to make it until the very end. Till the very end. You don't like you don't have any idea what's going to happen. And that's yeah. so cool. Mm-hmm. One thing, well it's not one thing. It's hard to do this spoiler free this film. I mean it's not but it is. Yeah, it, it yeah. I I get you. It's tough. I mean, I wasn't expecting for for the roommate to become, like, you know, to, to reveal that they were a woman. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Red herring. <laughs> Disguise. Um, what I love about this movie is how it starts. He tries to escape from the car. And he arrives at the prison. And for the rest of the movie, it's him trying to figure out how to get out. Like, maybe like three minutes of just setting stuff up. Maybe three minutes. He gets in the cell and it's immediately like, get to work. Yeah. And the rest of the movie is just process. Well, and the film begins with that, you know, little blurb that is like, this is a true story. The following is a true story. And I'm presenting it to you. Without adornment. Yeah. And it's exactly that. Took that shit to heart. It's just like, it is just, this is the story told mostly through narration. You're going to watch me plan and follow through with my plan. Um, that's, um, that's why I think like, I wouldn't I wouldn't call this one of my favorite movies and not even a movie that I can casually watch. But if someone were to say this is like the best movie ever made or their favorite movie, I would I'd be like, yeah, like this, this I think this movie's probably perfect. I think it like achieved 
what it sets out to do, like totally, with no fluff and no no nothing, and every time being this is the kind of second and a half time I've watched it, it's just like yeah, this movie just is what it is, and. I don't know. That's it. I guess. I guess uh, <laughs> it's so good. I don't know. I t- I totally hear what you're saying. I, I it's just amazing how how it can be that way and so engrossing. It's so simple, but it's so charged with and, and it, just like emotion and suspense, and yet the way that it's presented is so emotionless. Yeah, and Neutral. detached. Yeah. Um, very few, very few times do we see any of the actors emote. At very all. few. I don't know. That that is a tough sell. Like the, the, I could see a lot of people really not vibing with this movie, yeah. and not and I wouldn't blame them. Like it's, yeah. but I think it's. Um, I don't know. It's it's emotionless, but I think. The, the like rhythm that it lulls you into is a really special place where mm. the tension lives and the the emotion lives the the boldness of this movie that's it's all there and i think you have to give yourself to the movie or else you won't get it yeah it it will not just give it to you if you sit down and watch it you have to be with it be with every moment of it, feel every moment of it, go into the rhythm of the movie, and then by the end you'll reach the catharsis, I think. I agree, but I don't think it's hard. I know sometimes, you know how sometimes there are movies where you're like, you really have to give it, like, you have to give it some room, mm-hmm. and it's just taxing? I yeah. feel like it's easy to give into this one. Yeah. Because it is so well made, and it is such a... Like a a comfortable discomfort in a way. Like I was, I just like, I really enjoyed watching the movie and I, I was always waiting to see what happened next. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I mean, I agree that you have to, I don't know. I wish I watched this in a theater again because watching it on a couch in an apartment was too comfortable for me. And I and like the sound of the movie is very. Thank you. <laughs> it just like lulled me into sleepiness, mm. and I was just kind of like, mm, you know, kind of kind of just like what like drifting away with it, and yeah, kind of like closing my eyes and. I don't know. It was, but like I I hear that, and I f- I wasn't sleepy. I was totally in it, but it was pleasant. It was a pleasant watch for me. Like yeah. I really enjoyed the world of the film, despite the fact that it's it's dismal and bleak and awful. And yeah, yeah. But I just like it was a movie that I was like, I, I could see another hour of this. Yeah. I just am really enjoying every everything that Brisson is doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's crazy to me. Um. There are I don't think there are many movies like this that are just entirely focused on one thing on just Mm. escaping on freedom that's that's like the entire movie you don't 
anything you learn about the main character, you learn just by chance of it being involved in his plan or something like that. You, you know what I mean? Everything yeah. that happens in the movie is dealing with him wanting to escape mm-hmm. and, and trying well, to escape. And what's interesting is it's also like a lot, I feel like a lot of films, well, and it's about the German occupation of France. So it's during World War II. Mm-hmm. And all it does to touch on that is establish basically German bad. Yeah. Which, fair. But it just like makes it a very like simplistic film in that you're like, you were trying to save yourself and your country, and so you did things that ended you in a German occupation prison, mm-hmm. and they are, you know, mistreating you, and you want to get out to help your country and also to be free. And the whole time, you're, you're, you're with him. You're like, yeah, get out of prison. Yeah. Get out of, like, this is a fucked up situation that wouldn't happen if there weren't a world war going on with this tyrannical regime. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. doesn't have the same complexity that it might in a different film because it's it's not even his people that are imprisoning him. Yeah. He's a POW in his own country, in his own homeland. And so it, it creates a really powerful, for me, a really powerful rapport. Hmm. Where, whereas, you know, like when you're watching him, I don't know. Like I'm all, I'm always on his side. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. It doesn't feel like, um, it doesn't feel political. It, it feels like it's, it's just the most, without being necessarily emotional, the most interior prison break movie it could be. Cause this character all of his thoughts are filled with how do I escape? How do I escape? As soon as he gets there and you see it, mm. that's how he's introduced in the car. He's, he's trying to, you know, waiting for the right time to escape. And that's the whole movie. So everything from there, you see what he's focused on. You see him picking away at the door with the spoon. You see him looking at the other prisoners, observing things. You'd, I don't think you see a close up of a German person in this movie because that's not what he's worried about. I think you, you see them kind of like in the background mm-hmm. or walking by or you hear them, but whatever he is feeling and observing and thinking about, that's what you're thinking about and observing. Yeah. Not the, yeah. the German occupation, not anything. I mean, you, you, like, you see what they're going through, but even then it's like you see – you hear people get shot. You hear of executions – and the the tone, the, or rather, it, it the, is survival first. Survival first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the movie is not interested in showing you the horrors of this prison. It's interested in showing you this man getting out and how he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hear that, and I, I mean, I I do think it's political. I mean, it has to be based on the setting and the circumstance, but but I think that. Yeah, the the main idea is like this guy. It's this guy's quest for survival. Yeah, and trying to break out, and that. Yeah, it's such an interesting character study, but I think that the background and the context creates such a, a powerful pathos, that mm. is pretty necessary for the film to work, in my opinion. Mm. I think all of that, background. 
I don't know, gets the ball rolling in a way. I think, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's a French film about French people and French history. Ten years after the war ended, I think, 56. Is that when World War II ended? 46? Am I wrong? Am I insane? No, no, I think you're right. Okay. Um, I was just drinking water and thinking. I think for a French person... Drinking and thinking. A French person, when this movie comes out, there's going to be a lot of... A lot of that, that people are going to be able to identify with this, you know, because of the context. But as, you know, uh, an American watching this in 2023, the the simplicity of the story and the emotionlessness of the main performance and the kind of uh, objective portrayal of things in a way... But that, even that's not right. It's hard to, it's hard to put it into words. Um, kind of the, the, the main character feels like it's almost like a video game. Like the, the fact that he is so action-based and task-based, or this movie is, mm-hmm. and his objective is so clear and simple. Escape. However you need to escape. Let's, however long it needs to take. However long it needs, like whatever you have Make to sure do. Make sure it's going to work. Um, gives like us as someone who necessarily won't care as much about that context of like your, you know, whatever, you know, the Frenchman at this time might care. Um, you you can just more easily step into his shoes of like escape. You're being you're being imprisoned and that's enough like there, there's a part where um there where they like start like cracking down on people and or the germans start cracking down and they're like everyone give your spoons or pencils over and he refuses and he's like that was stupid i just did that because i didn't like i didn't want to give in i didn't want to give in i didn't want to do what they told me to do and i just love that like that's him he's like i will never like I am so committed to this that I like he will go this far and he'll even like recognize that in himself. Just like I care so much about not being told what to do by these people and I will do whatever I can to escape. And I think that's enough for me to be like, okay, I'm in like, this is me. We're, we're together. Yeah. I wonder if, because his counterparts aren't, aren't doing what he's doing. He is, he is pretty alone in it except for that one guy Orsini. Um, I wonder if I don't think everyone in there was sentenced to death. No, no. Right. I don't think so either. Well, either way it's not made clear. No, but I think that if he weren't, I'm not sure that he would be so keen on getting out. You Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Because I think it is, it's more about survival than it is about freedom. Because mm. for him, that, it's like, I might disagree with if you I there. stay here, they're going to kill me. As they killed my next door neighbor, as they killed other people. I don't want to give too much away. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? I think by the end, it reaches the like, the clock is ticking and they're, and he's been sentenced um, at the beginning, it's kind of like, you know, he tries to escape from the car and they're like, 
if you try to escape again, we're going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And my mind is like, all right, well, I'm just going to fucking chill in the prison. Like, I'm not going to try to escape again. God damn. Yeah, but he's going to die there, too. You know, so he might. But you don't know that until later that yeah. they're going that they're sentencing him. But he immediately gets to work because I think he's like, I don't even fucking care. I have to get out. I'm not doing this. Yeah. I think it's freedom until mm-hmm. it, until okay. survival kicks in. I guess I'm just thinking well. about, I, I opened this magazine over here because I was reading an article um, in the New Yorker about the, the Russian occupation of Ukraine right now. Mm-hmm. And it's an article entitled The Collaborators by Joshua Yaffa. And it's talking about this town called Izium that is current or that was occupied by Russia for like 180 days or something. And of the people who stayed, they were like expected to help with occupation efforts if they were going to get food or if they were going to like basically stay alive. It was like, uh, like Ukraine was saying, if you collaborate with Russia, yeah, this is the article. Um, you will be punished severely by us when we liberate you. And Russia was saying, if you want to survive, if you want to live, you know, yada, 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 you have to work with us. And I was, I've been thinking about that a lot because it's a really interesting article because it presents all of these very different, very deeply held perspectives from people in that town who, you know, underwent that occupation or who skirted it and came back and were like pointing the finger at everyone else. Mm. Um, and I feel like this film is doing something very similar. And obviously it's, you know, it's a country that's occupied by a, a foreign government that is authoritarian or fascist or whatever. And the people just trying to figure out how to survive, what to do, whether to comply, whether to fight back. Mm-hmm. And that's, I guess, why I, I thought it was more about survival is because I, I was just thinking about it in those terms. It's like, what do you have to do? And I feel like in this situation, what he has to do is he has to escape. Yeah. Hmm. Does that, does that no, make sense? I'm with you. I'm with you. That's, I think it's that kind of sense. a, I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting as deep into it as I'd like to. I, um, I don't know. It just feels like he doesn't really have another option. And it doesn't seem like other people feel that way. Well, I don't think the the film like really gets into at least the specific quality of that of that situation being like he it doesn't really come up where he's like should I trust this Frenchman? Yeah. There's there's kind of like an, a, just a unified like yeah. everyone helps him. Yeah but no one will go that far. Mm-hmm. Everyone is on his side. Some people can doubt him. Some people can whatever, but everyone wants to escape, but not everyone is going to go as far as he will to do it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Cause it doesn't seem like, like his, his, like his friends at the wash basin. It doesn't seem like they're as keen on it as he is. They don't, I mean, they don't believe that he's going to do it. I don't think. Um, yeah. They want, they want him to, and they want him to succeed. But like, especially the priest guy, he seems like he doesn't expect to be here forever. Mm-hmm. He expects it to end. Some of them seem to just be waiting it out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just interesting that he is so driven. That That's why I think it's about freedom. Yeah. Because there are other people who are willing to wait it out, willing to like 
but still willing to help him. Mm-hmm. They believe in him or, or not. They might, or they might not. Um, but everyone has their own kind of response to what's happening. Whereas he's the only one who is carving the door, who's going to go this far yeah, to get out. Yeah. I know. I definitely think it's about freedom. I just feel like there's something a little hotter for me about survival. Like yeah. in terms of like, that feels like it kind of activates everything a little bit more. I think freedom feels a little in this context abstract. Whereas when it, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's life and death. And that's mm-hmm. the reason it happens the way that it does. Yeah. It's, it's like the, the, like freedom is the goal and survival is the catalyst. Like yeah. the instinct, I mean. Yeah. For, I think like survival is what saves him at, well, spoilers. <laughs> um, Wait, why don't, we, why don't we just say from here on out, we're going to get into spoilers. He escapes. Yeah. So he, he makes can, it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he does. Yay. I mean, it's the movie is called a man escape and you don't realize it until th- it says end. Like you're not mm-hmm. sure he's going to make it mm-hmm. and neither is he. And that's yeah. so cool. It is cool. I love that. It ends when it ends right when it's like task complete. Yeah. They're walking into the darkness. They're out of the vicinity. They're, they're cool for now. Like yeah. may not, they may have people on their tail, but in this moment they can like, they did it lower their shoulders, take Mm. a breath and walk ahead. It's an awesome ending. That whole ending sequence. As soon as rewatching this, I knew what happened, but as soon as that kid shows up, his roommate, I was like, this is the best part of the movie. As soon as he shows up, that ending stretch is when shit gets like, yeah, turns up the dial. Well, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. Cause it's right after he's been told that he's going to, he's been sentenced to death and you know, seeing as how it's happened to other people like Orsini and his next door neighbor, it's imminent. Yeah. It could happen at any moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really interested. And I said this to you during the film, I was really interested by his quandary of like, do I escape with him? Or yeah. Do I, do I kill, I kill him? him? Yeah. Because he, he is introduced as such a, like an incompetent. You're like, if he brings him along with him, it's all going to fail. Mm-hmm. Which is why I all like, I, when he says that, I'm like, it would just be easier. Like, you're going to have a higher success rate if you just, just take kill him, him out. If you just kill this Which kid. Which is so fucked up. Yeah. But, like, that's where he's at. He's like, it's my ass, you know? Yeah. Is it better to bring him? Like, and, and he's not even asking. I think he, he is partial. Part of it is, like, do I have it in me to kill this, this sweet kid? Mm-hmm. And also, if I kill him, am I going to get caught? more you know mm. like if i kill him is he gonna make a sound are they gonna find the body yeah 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 why does he decide to save him do we even know i think that he just can't do it i think that he can't do it yeah and he just needs to make it happen and he can't muster the the courage he's already decided he's gonna escape i think if he decided he was gonna kill the kid he'd need more time to make that decision yeah. you know what i mean yeah like he'd really have to mull that over because he's not a psychopath. Mm-hmm. So he's just, okay. We're not, not, not a psychopath. I guess that's not, that's not a fair thing to say. Right. But, but he's not. Willing to he's, kill he's a He's empathetic. He's, he has empathy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say. 
just a risk. He just takes the risk. Mm-hmm. It's so great. Yeah. He kills the guard. I know. Right? And that's such, oh my God, yeah, it's such rough. a good scene. Mm-hmm. What it's, does he do to him? Does he use the hook? We have no idea. No, he doesn't have the, he doesn't use does the hook. He, he sets it anything? down. He just goes over barehanded. Yeah. We don't know what he does. I mean, just. And it happens up. off screen and in silence. You don't even like hear anything. Yeah. Yeah, man. Good movie. Every beat works. Yeah, it's all. It's solid. It's it is rock there. solid. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, man. Where have you gone? You know, I'm just on a, a Wikipedia reading about it. Hmm. Jean-Luc Godard once wrote, Robert Bresson, he is the French cinema, as Dostoevsky is the Russian novel, uh-huh. and Mozart is German music. I've heard that, yeah. What do you think? Oh, and Mozart was the score. He did the score. He did the score. <laughs> no, but Bresson used Mozart as the score, yeah. which is interesting because, you know, he's German. in accordance with that quote, mm-hmm. he is German music. So a French... The French cinema with the German music. I wonder why he did that. Post-World War II. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, shit. He has a movie from the 80s. Anyways. Flashdance? <laughs> Top Gun. <laughs> Moonstruck. Uh, he, he wrote some books. Notes on cinematography. He wrote it in the 70s. Was he the... Was Bresson the, um, did he coin the auteur theory or was that Truffaut? That's um, Andrew Sales, I believe. What? I thought it was Bresson. Saris, Saris, Andrew Saris. Okay. He's a film theorist. Oh, okay, I'm thinking of Truffaut when director, uh, when Truffaut ter- termed it policy of the authors in 1955. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. But mm-hmm. not not Russell. Anyway, but he's certainly an auteur. Oh, of course. Like the amount of control in this movie, it's insane. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they're like, I was curious as to what it might have been like to act in this movie. Just like, it feels. What like, is he it telling feels like him? It must have been very prescriptive. What do you mean? Like, just it feels like every. It 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 watches as though the director was super. In like he he just had a say about every little movement, every detail, you yeah. know, like like move your eye this way at this point. Yeah. You know, everything is like tailored, detail precise. Mm. Um, Which is cool. Like him getting thrown in the in the cell after. Like in the very first time he gets thrown in a cell, mm. that shot through the concrete hole and the foot comes in right in the center of the frame and then drags him in. It, it just yeah. feels like it is so mechanical. Mm-hmm. But not without, you know, humanity. It's a really, it's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel like um, th- this has got to be one of the great movies to to have that style for sure. Like the mechanical, every beat. Um, I'm trying to think of other people who do that kind of thing. Isn't, well, I mean, he's like so modern and humanistic, but I feel like I've heard that said about David Fincher that he's like, so like he'll take a hundred yeah. takes to get it right. Yeah. He does that. 
It's a little different, I guess. Um, um, Wasn't wasn't that true of uh, uh, Sergio Leone? Was it? Yeah. Apparently he would do... I was just reading an article. uh, 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 There's a conversation with the cinematographer to to Nino something, maybe? Tonini? Tonino del Toro or something something like that. And um, he was talking about how he would just go on. It would be like an 18-hour day because he would just have to get it right. And they would just do it over and over and over again. Such a perfectionist. Which makes sense with that movie because that movie also has the feeling of like everything is so planned out and so precise. Yeah. Every movement of the face, every shot. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Although that one definitely centers like the artistry of actors more mm-hmm. and like the intricacies of the human psyche. Whereas this one is, is you're watching it, but you're not, I don't know. You're not in on it. Yeah. Or you are, you are in on it. I just, you know what I mean? Right. Keep going. Like this one is so much more uh, visual. Yeah. Like the storytelling is like, Mm-hmm. So visual, incredibly visual. That's it's. This is like, I don't know. It's such a film, cinema. It's such this a film. Cinema. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure Truffaut and all those guys. Well, I mean, you know, we just read that quote from Godard that he loved Brisson. But like this, this just feels like the. So cinephiles dream. I don't know. Yeah. It definitely put pickpocket into perspective. Yeah. Because I watched that film and I was kind of just like, huh? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I get this film. I yeah. totally got it. I mean, it's not hard to get, but I was totally, I was with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Did you notice the way that he shoots hands? Yeah. That's that's like so what Pickpocket is particular. all about. Pickpocket oh, really? is just like they're like so much of the film is just you're watching hands move. And mm. like the the sleight of hand and the deft movements of hands. Mm. And so I was aware of that in this film probably more than I would have otherwise, would have been otherwise. But it's just so interesting how how much he investigates like little articulations. Yeah. I I think he he, this movie is special, and I haven't seen any other Brisson movies, so I couldn't speak to his au revoir. Oeuvre. 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 Um, but it, this movie's hard to watch and, like, be, I guess, consistently aware of the, the construct of what it is. Like, mm-hmm. I... I'll watch movies and I'll think like, oh, they put the they put the camera here. There's probably a boom guy there. There's, you know, how do they yeah. shoot this? Like the logically trying to plan it out in my head. And with this movie, not, not for some, I don't, I don't know. There's something about it that uh, defies it. Yeah. It's you, you're just kind of with it, and the the rhythm is so specific where you find yourself not necessarily not thinking about it, just kind of like you catch yourself like, oh shit, like it's just been going and I'm, I'm with it. I'm just with it. The rhythm is so 
like deliberate mm. and specific. It's like I wouldn't even call this slow cinema. It's like yeah, um, it might be labeled as snow, slow snow <laughs> as slow cinema. I'm not I'm not sure, but it's like it's the same thing with Ozu. It's the same kind of before you know it, something has happened, and it, and everything is so deliberate. And there's this kind of like easing into where the first bit of it is kind of oh what's going on here and then you you know you just find yourself in the in the rhythm of it well i feel like with a movie like this the place where you would see the cracks or you would kind of see the hem mm-hmm. would be where the director's confidence falters and i just don't think it ever did you know what yeah. i mean i think that it feels like he is so confident and so assured of his vision Mm. And he executes it. He's yeah. like, I know what I want, and I do it. Mm-hmm. You, know? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. What it no, it like, like the, the, coincides with the plot of the, the movie. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. his 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 drive is without doubt. He's like, I know that I can do this if I do what I need to do mm-hmm. to make it perfect. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, which I love. Yeah. It, it like it doesn't feel like there's an ounce of of judgment or it's just so or hesitation. No. You want to talk about the sound? No. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me uncomfortable. Well, all right. Thanks for listening. No, I'm just <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about it. I don't know, Speak man. On it's just it. like. Um. I don't. I don't even know what to say. The use of sound was good. Good. <laughs> the use good of sound, sound was really you good. You know what I find interesting? I feel like <laughs> not to cut you off, but I feel you like are. our conversations about these films. Did you say you are? Yeah. Okay. I feel like these conversations about films that we've been having, we talk. I feel like we primarily talk about rhythm, tempo, rhythm, and sound design. No way. Well, I the feel last like that's couple such movies. A, I feel like that's such a big part of it, at least. And whereas it's not, you know, prior to like a few months ago. I mean, well, I, I feel like it was not. Those weren't things that I would really break down about film until within the last year. And now I feel like it's such a. It's like the biggest thing to unpack, especially. Well, I guess it's because we're watching slow cinema, but it's. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't think any of the movies we've watched so far have been dialogue centric, right? No. Maybe Get Out. Yeah, maybe. Get Out's the closest. But even then, it's like the general. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking through the films we've watched. Yeah, yeah no. Black Girl, The General, and this film. We're all like, I mean, the general wasn't, but it's like, like kind of semi-narrated. Yeah. Like black girls, like somewhat narrated, right? Or it's like her thoughts later. Yeah, it's narrated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the general's, you know, a silent film. So it's every once in a while you see a card. Yeah, yeah. With only vital pieces of dialogue. But yeah, I think it's just been... I mean, Tropical Malady, it's been an essential part. It was an essential part of that movie. Yeah, rhythm of, uh, and sound design. Once Upon a Time in the West, like yeah. huge part of that movie. And here it's probably the strongest, like not strongest, so but like um, the most important. Central, yeah. Yeah. 
because you're never seeing what's outside the room. You're never not, you're never seeing what he isn't seeing Mm -hmm. and you're only hearing what he's hearing. And that's the like central tension of the movie is, is someone there? I'm not sure. Where is he? I don't know. Someone might be coming, but I I don't know, you know? So sound is like so important and so well done. You know how when you watch old movies and like you can just tell when they're kind of like syncing it up and when it's a... Like bad dub. Not necessarily bad dub, just like like you can just feel the fact that they recorded it later, Mm -hmm. the the dialogue later. That just never comes into play here. It's always like even the little knocks on the door. It's like like the mixed really well and Mm -hmm. it just sounds so good that you're uh you're just with it and you're not questioning anything and you don't find yourself like you know thinking about the foley process or whatever it is such it is so without artifice which is what he says at the beginning yeah but it's present a miracle yeah to make a film that is so yeah, present. Mm-hmm. And like, this is actually what's happening. What? Did you hear me fart? Was that you? I thought it was like a creak. No, I farted. I thought something was like creaking. Should I, listeners, vote? Should I put the mic up to my butt when I fart? No, oh my God, <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> um, wait, I have to go soon. Anything else that you really want to talk about? I mean, I... I've, yeah, I just loved it, and I feel like I've kind of... Yeah, I think to come back to what I mentioned earlier about Paul Schrader's idea of transcendental style mm-hmm. in film, I think part of that is the total commitment to presence that this movie has that we've been kind of we've been kind of mentioning. The fact that it's so present and, com- and committed to that, to your only seeing and hearing what this character is seeing and hearing in the present moment, even though it's being narrated, it's still his thoughts as they come, um, creates that rhythm and creates that pace that kind of takes you somewhere else and feels like the film is, you know, to use his word, transcending itself. Mm. Um, and that's not something that I can really articulate and, uh, in a clear way that that mean. feeling of transcendence, but it it's there, you know, I don't feel like there was much thought and correct me, you know, if you think I'm wrong or, you know, disagree, but I don't feel like there was much of any thought about like the audience. Yeah. Or like what people yeah, 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 would yeah, yeah. enjoy or get out of it. I feel like I it was like, I'm going to tell this story to the best of my ability. Like, I'm going to, I'm just going to present his story. Mm which is something I really like about a film like this. I don't want it to like pander to me or to cater to me. I don't want to feel like it's included something for my enjoyment or my, you know, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and that's something that kind of gets on my nerves about so much contemporary cinema is like, I can feel the commercialism or I can feel the, the desperation for uh, eyes and, hearts and this is such a stellar example of like you don't need to do that yeah you can just tell the story you know Mm -hmm. to your taste because it's clearly bresson's taste like i I, no one else could make this film Mm -hmm. 
because he's the one with that clock. This rhythm is his metronome. Yeah. But he's it's just, you know, his. Yeah. I don't know how he's created it, but no one else has that mm-hmm. ability or that eye that he does. And that's, it's mesmerizing. Agreed. All right. You want to talk about the, the list? Yeah. So uh, how do you feel about A Man Escapes uh, place on the list? I don't know, man. <laughs> I have <laughs> this question always. I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it is such a, like, yes, hundred greatest films of all time. Yes. Fuck yeah. Put this on the list. This mm-hmm. absolutely slaps epitome of cinema. Um, I don't know, man. I would say of the, of the, the films that we've seen, this is the one that I'm the most inclined to say, like bump it up. Yeah. Because I just, Agreed. yeah, it's so, it's so perfect. And I don't know, but that's like, but that's why I'm so excited for everything else is cause I'm like, yeah, but this is only 95. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the lowest person movie. There's a, Oh, what else is above Huzzah, it? Balthazar. Uh, Hazard, Balthazar. <laughs> Balthazar. And one, two more? Probably. I don't know. Or Debt? No, that's Dreyer. Anyways. Um, Sitting Tango. Yeah. So I, I would say bump this up. <laughs> like, bump this up. Bump this fucking up. Yeah. This is like. Fuck you, Godar. One of, it's one of the best French that. movies, like for sure. Yeah. Um. I mean, I love my boy Truffaut, but in terms of like, I, I prefer like Jules and Jim and Day for Night and 400 Blows to this. I would watch those over this. But in terms of the greatest films of all time, put Man Escaped up there. Like what it achieves is so singular and I feel like so up sight and sounds alley, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of what the kind of you know, Eurocentric idea of film and what is good film. This movie completely exemplifies that in terms of like the visual storytelling, the emphasis on the image and the emphasis on cinematic technique. Like this movie is technique. Yeah. Is all technique. But also thematic depth. And depth. And And depth. A universal exploration of, of some aspect of humanity. Yeah. And I'm surprised it's not in the top 20, top yeah, 10. And it's timeless. Like this is, uh, it feels so relevant. And it's, I'm sure yeah. it's, 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 it is, it feels and like pickpocket. It feels like Dostoevsky in its prescience and mm. its uh, preserved relevance. It, it feels like, it feels as close to Dostoevsky in film as I've seen, which is how I felt during pickpocket. But I, I felt like pickpocket was kind of ripped off from Dostoevsky, but I don't, I don't feel that way about this. Mm. But it's got that kind of expansive, like psychological and philosophical thought, yeah, embedded in a character study, mm-hmm. in a in a simple kind yeah. of story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> cool. Yeah. Um. All right, that was Man Escaped. Um. Next week we are going to watch. Madame de, Madame de by Max Ophuls. I have not seen this movie. Nope. No, not a thing about it. I have never seen a movie by this director. So yeah, I'm excited. Apparently PTA loves Max Ophuls. And, uh, oh, yeah. You know what? I listened him. to a talk where he talked about him. 
Yeah. So this is a big one. Um, excited for this one. Um, okay. Did we do it? Any yeah. other thoughts? Nah. Nah. That was crazy. Yeah. Big fan. Good fucking movie. Good fucking movie. All right. Um, thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.